Oh. What is going on? Hello, welcome. Yo, it's kind of... Uh, <clears throat> How's your, your day, podcast? <laughs> I'm your host, Jaden Gear, JG. This is episode uh, five. Welcome, William. Well, it's an honor. <laughs> Thanks for having me. You're welcome. How are you this uh, fine evening? I'm tired. Just got off of work and now I'm going to edit some photos. Ooh. I haven't been to work in a few weeks now because it's damn risk. (laughs) Where do you work? In and out burger. Yeah. So there? Say what? It's hectic there, huh? Yeah, it's not fun time. This is like a little mini vacation, but not really because I don't have any fucking money. <laughs> All right, so William, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I um, my name is William. I am uh, nineteen years old. I grew up in San Jose, and I guess the reason why I am on this podcast. Is because I also um, I enjoy art <laughs> and I do mainly like photography. I do lots of other things too. I try to um, take a little skills here and there. Like last year, I learned how to sew, and, you know, draw. And, yeah, I do my art stuff. And then last year. I hosted three events, which um, displayed performers and artists of all sorts of different mediums, and mm-hmm. that's my art life summarized up. I'm going to school for art. Um, I'm taking art courses right now. I finished my general education, so I'm just focusing on getting all of that creative. Wait, you, you're not. You're not. I finished it. Oh, wait, what the fuck? You're 19? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've been in community college for two years. Oh, shit. Damn. That's my second year, I finished everything. Yo, I'm getting old as shit then. Oh, my God. <laughs> wait, what the fuck? I'm Damn, turning 20. Yeah, I was young for my class. So I graduated when I was uh, 17. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh wait, I'm graduating at yeah. 17. What the fuck? Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be there. I so I'll see. You. Fucking old. My sister's graduating, and she's in your class. Oh yeah, yeah. She said I used to bully her. I don't believe that. She's probably just joking. Nah, she dead ass. She like told me. She's like, "Oh my god, Jane, I've spoken to you so long." I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah. How are you?" She was like, "Yeah, in elementary school, you used to make fun of me." I was like, "Wait, you went to Laneview?" Yeah, I went to Laneview. Oh my god, we went to the same elementary school. <laughs> and then I went to Morrell, and then I went to Piedmont. That, wait, I was in Morrell 8th grade, so you were definitely okay. in Morrell. I was there 6th grade then. Oh yeah, huh? Yeah, gotta stay away from the 6th graders. They're annoying as so. hell. 
Yeah, it's, that's fact. But yeah, your sister thinks I bullied her. I don't think I bullied her. I don't remember ever, like, when I was younger, I don't remember trying to intentionally hurt anybody. I don't know Were why. You I would... a, a funny kid? Was I a funny Are kid? Yeah. Teachers like you or hate you? I don't know. In elementary uh-huh. school, in elementary school is just, I'm, what I can say from elementary school is I'm the fucking same. I don't remember being rude to anybody unless they were rude to me. So when she said that, I was like, damn, I don't remember it, but my bad if I hurt your feelings. Like, I don't, I don't usually, <laughs> I don't remember hurting someone intentionally like that. That's fucked up. I wouldn't do that. But my bad. Uh, Sorry. So, I mean, yeah, we're like damn near 18 now. So if you have a grudge over something that happened, we were like seven, eight years old. I, I, uh, I'm, <laughs> I don't know what to say. I'm, my there bad. were definitely people that were mean to me in elementary school. There was, okay, I don't know, it was fourth grade. And there was this new student, right? She came mm. to the class in the middle of the year. No one knows who the heck she is. She's this white girl. And she's like, I don't know how tall I was. I was probably like chilling on five feet. I was probably less than that, like four something. <laughs> no, I was what? Like fourth grade would have been like, how old would that be? Like fourth grade, you're like you're like nine. Really? Yeah. Okay, so I was nine. Just a little Asian kid, right? And I think her name was like Angela or something. If you like talk to some people in my class, they probably would have known who she is. But yeah, she's she's new and you know, wanted to, you know, being a friendly guy, trying to make friends since you know, like when there's just like a new person everyone in the class is like talking about them like oh my god I wish it's wrong like, I don't know it's just like stupid mm. but one day I had I had no idea what I brought it was like some crackers or something right and this girl she just she just takes it from like in my cubby right and then she's like hey I have your I have your crackers what the fuck? <laughs> Give them back. And she's like, no, I'm going to eat them. And I'm like, oh, hell no, you're not. So I chased her. Just like a bunch of fourth graders running around outside. And she does like the bitchiest move ever. She goes into the girls' restroom and she eats it in there. Oh, what a cat. Me, just not giving a fuck. I'm like, why... What can I do? So I just ran in there. And then the teacher was there. And I got sent to the principal's office for going into a woman's restroom. Right. Awesome dumb shit. I'd be hella mad. Um, she also gave me a full Nelson on the playground. She gave you a what? A full Nelson. The fuck is a full Nelson? You know, like that wrestling move where you, you hold someone from behind and you hold their head down. Uh, you... <laughs> Your hands are on un- your arms are under their their armpits and then you're pushing their head down. Like, oh shit! That doesn't sound yeah. tight at all. Yeah, she was like twice my size. Um, <laughs> yeah, elementary school was like it was a learning experience. Yeah, I was I was I was bullied too, but that <coughs> this isn't about me. This is about you. Um, have you have you listened to the other podcast? I've listened to like probably like the first half hour of, um. 
<clears throat> the one you did with Brian. Um, I remember I was falling asleep. Oh yeah. So I was Juno. Uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. So that means we haven't heard like the other three. Um, because in the other three, I actually mentioned you and a whole bunch of other people. Like every episode, I think we've mentioned like a no chill summer, <coughs> like once or twice, just because. Of yeah, talking about it. Yeah, yeah, we shouted you out a couple times on here. Um, if you guys didn't know, this is the fucking dude. This is the man, the legend, the god. <laughs> this is the man behind the no chill summer thing. Um, no chill summer. Is this venue? Yeah, you, he's already explained it, but just to run out again, run it down again. No Till Summer was this venue he put together for a whole bunch of mediums of art, including like clothing, live performances, visual art, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it's hosted in the Bay Area. The first venue was Palo Alto. The last two, yeah, the last two venues was the local color. All those were in San Jose. And then He's working on the third one right now. Probably shouldn't be, or like third, fourth. I don't know what you want to call it. Do you want to call this one the third? Yeah, it's the third one. I would count Chill Some More as like a separate entity. I would consider that more of like a chill show. Mm, okay. You know, chill Summer is more, more music based. I'm just going to say that. Okay, okay. So, <sighs> okay, so yeah, this will be the third one. <laughs> fourth event third fourth event, no chill third summer. third event for no chill summer with not chill summer yeah okay <clears throat> so i explained how we met and that was when you were in high school and i was a sophomore and this was around the time the jubilant tape came out and you were part of the musicians united club and i was in there for a cool minute just looking at it because i like music and shit or whatever and then um you guys hosted the Walk the Plank night, and that shit was crazy. That shit was mad wild. That was my first time performing live, and you got to see it. That's when I met Jeremiah, like, formally met him when he was working on the Rough Edges EP, I think, or just, just finished it. That's when I met um, Kyle, Kyle Samita. That's when I met Andrew. That's when I met Rainlord. That's when I met Jerry the Prodigy. So a lot of these cats that you, you hear me speaking about Hopefully someday I'll get them on the podcast. But those were the cats that I met at the time. I was young as shit. That was a cool night. And then... <laughs> and then not too long after that, I think it was right after you... Did you graduate 2016 or 17? 16, right? 16. 16. Yeah. So you graduated, and I think I was in my junior year summer. Going into my junior year? No. What the fuck? Yeah, junior year summer. Right before senior year. Yeah, junior summer going to senior year. You you invited me for the very first No Chill event. And I accepted because I was like, damn, that sounds lit as fuck. And then some shit went down. I have to apologize for this. I've already I've already explained this a couple times already, but um he invited me. I said yes. And like at some point I was like, yo, I can't do this shit. Something happened in my life to I'm not, it's not, I can't really say it right now because of, uh, this isn't my podcast, but something went down, wasn't cool, wasn't feeling it. I got stuck in a really ugly position. I was like, I can't do this. I'm still going to the event though, but I just, I'm not feeling comfortable with myself, my music. I'm sorry. 
And they're like, okay, no, no worries, no, no problem for sure. It's like, all right, fact, bet. And then, <laughs> like two weeks before the show, my girlfriend was like, you can, you should ask William again. I think you're in a better space. I think you should do this. And now I'm like, I don't know if I should ask him again. Like, what the fuck do I look like? Some dude who took the offer, declined it. And then it's just going to ask if I can come back again. Like, this man isn't already working on a whole bunch of other fucking projects. The last thing he needs is my ass to be like, hey, yeah, I know you, uh, I accepted your offer, but um, I'm going to decline it. And then actually, you know what? I, can I get that spot back by any chance? Like two weeks before. I really apologize for that. That's my fault. I feel like a dickhead. But, you know, honestly, I was just happy that you were able to perform because you brought a lot to the show and a lot of that positive energy that I wanted. So I was happy that, not like happy, I was, yeah, I was happy like the other guy. <laughs> no shade to him. No shade to him. We haven't spoken. I mean, I haven't really yeah, we... talked to him. Like, he hasn't like, um, like doubled back to me about it. I mean, he just said sorry. But, I mean, he's a talented artist too. That's what made me hella angry. I was like, that sucks. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, then you're like, okay, I'll think about it or something like that. Like, give, give me some time. I was like, okay, I'm thinking like, ah, oh, whatever. This shit's not gonna go down. And like six days later, you text me back and you're like, we can have you go after the after show. I'm like, ah, oh, okay, for sure. Like twelve o'clock, whatever. It'll be chill. I worry about nothing. And that's when the dude was like, hey, I didn't know I was performing. How the fuck do you not remember you're performing? Yeah, how do you not know? I mean, I've literally talked to everyone about it. And I told them, hey, it's on this day. You got to be here this time. Give me your email. We're sending all the information. And I mean, honestly, if you wanted to perform, then you would have right. done a better job of no shit i get shit happens but you know i don't you know we can't we can't always assume the worst in people sometimes people go through uh different types of things and you know that's them it, we have to move on yeah you know, I know, I'm not mad yeah yeah i know but it's just kind of like yeah I'm, I'm starting to learn that you can't you can't always fault people for their faults you know what i mean like it just shit happens so I, I'd be mad, yeah, like, what the fuck? But then I got to take a step back and be like, well, also, I don't know what this kid is dealing with. So, you know what? We'll just move on and have somebody else take the yeah. spot. So exactly. I thank you for letting me take that spot. I played one song. It was Dante's Day with Dante. People loved it. So it was crazy. That was a good night. The first venue. Now, let's talk about let's talk about the first venue. I want to know how you came up with the concept. What drew you towards having this venue because you know people in san jose weren't really doing this shit or fucking with it like that until you popped on the scene i was like what the fuck when i first heard about it i was like damn this shit sounds crazy the first one was a night to remember that was memorable as fuck but i want to know like the process i want to know what you're feeling and like what could you have done done better the first time and what do you think went well the first time Hmm, just to answer your question, we have to take it back to like probably February of 2016. No, 2017, last year. Yeah. Um, I w- was invited by my friend. They heard about this event up in Oakland. And I was like, what is it? And she was like, oh, it's just, um, it's this art thing. People 
put art on the walls and there's like underground DJs and stuff. And like, oh, that sounds cool. You know, I will, as an artist, you always want to get in touch with the underground scene, like quote unquote underground, just people who haven't been discovered, you know, just people who are working towards their creative future. You know, that's what I consider like underground. And I forgot what it was called. Oh, it was called Youngins Get High B Part Two. And yeah, it was a Bay Area event. You know, it was, um, they had like Bay Area hip hop, but they also had like uh, some like super dark, heavy bass, like beats, just like 808s and just like heavy distortion. It's, it's like moshing music. And when we went there, there actually were like a few mosh bits that happened. And I was just like, damn, they really rented out a coffee shop moved everything and they're having like hmm. I, would, I would even call it like an underground rave except it wasn't like all EDM and after that that was really fun I got to meet a lot of cool people and they had a few brands there um the art was kind of like hard to like see because they were up on the walls and it's a really dark room but that's what kind of incepted the idea that I maybe might want to do something like this of my own because the people who are running that they are like I would say most of them were in high school at that time seniors or like maybe even beginning college and I was like hey if you know I'm 18 you know I can legally rent out a place and invite people I could really bring people together and the whole thing with uh, these events is the gathering you know just everyone that comes and more often than not there's always interesting as people people that you want to know you know not necessarily people with that are like famous or super highly influential but you know they have the skill set and they have the they have the experience in like the art world which is awesome. Uh, and I, that just attracts me, you know, people who are into that. Because, you know, if you want to make it in whatever future you want, you want to surround yourself with everyone and anyone that you can that is doing something similar. You know, just not really like a friendly competition, but more of as like a, a sense of community, you know. Because with art, it's... it's um, it's complicated. People see art, they think of like downtime, you know, this is a hobby or this is something that you do for fun to relieve stress. And that's all valid. You know, art is a awesome thing to have, you know, in anything like photography, drawing, painting, they all kind of let you express yourself in that other way. But then there's also people who use it you know, they want to make a life out of it. They want to be known. They want to, they want to send a message. And that is like really ignored on. Because if you're, you know, a painter living in San Jose and you know, like maybe two or three other artists, you don't really have that sense of belonging. Like you literally do not belong here. This is Silicon Valley. Um, we have Apple, Facebook, uh, Google, 
we have all like the major apps and social media platforms are all in Silicon Valley. <coughs> we have the computers, we have, we have NASA. So it's just like you, you really don't fit in here. If you want to make it, you have to be supported. You know, if no one knows your name, then it's, it's not going to work out for you, basically. Big you need to have that reference. You need to have guidance, you know. And with art, especially, it's easy to <coughs> give up on it. A lot of people give up on it because it's not viable and it won't support them. And, you know, that's a valid reason to quit. It's just, it's also sad. And I wish it wasn't like that here. And the whole thing with No Chill Summer is that I wanted to change that. Maybe we could have a place where creatives can get together and not feel that they're outcasts, you know, for wanting to pursue something that's, uh, first of all, it, first of all, it's hard to be a sole proprietor and it's hard to differentiate, differentiate yourself from other artists. Like, why would we hire you or pay you for your art if someone else out there can do it better and for a cheaper rate? And also, yeah, just community. It's important. We need it to, to survive as a whole and also to survive, like, as individuals. Yeah. And sorry, what was the next part of the question? It was like, what could I have done better with the venue? Yeah. I want to know the entire process behind it and like how how did it feel setting everything up and was it stressful? Oh well, finding the venue was one of the hardest parts actually. Um San Jose and just like the surrounding areas is super dry unless you have like hella money um for running out spaces. There's this really cool place downtown San Jose called The Forager, but I didn't have like 10K lying around. So I was like, no, fuck it. We're gonna make do with whatever four walls we can put around an area. So we found this place called the Mid Pen uh, Media Center. I found them on Pure Space. And they had pretty cheap rates. It was like, around 200 something an hour so it did um end up adding up but it was not nearly as much as i would have spent at a forager or something and this place is in palo alto it's kind of like out of the way for san jose residents so i'm grateful for everyone who came um all we had to do was like figure out okay we're gonna put the stage here we're gonna put tables here we're gonna put uh, these walls, we have portable walls, we move around, and we'll have the artist put it on there. And yeah, we had vendors and artists come display. We had our, uh, we invited our friend from Texas, Francis Ochoa, to come over. Uh, he's like the founder of the Naked Collective, the collective which I'm a part of. And I know you were, you used to be a part of it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was uh, such an experience, just meeting everyone. And that was my first time being in a room with a whole bunch of creative people that I made come here. 
and it was just like awesome. That must be. Uh, I remember. What's up? So that must have been fucking insane. I've been so proud of myself. Yeah, I was kind of freaking out the whole night. I was just jittery and was running around. I didn't get to enjoy the show like as much as you know, like any other person would have gone. Like, if you go, you're gonna have a good time. I'm probably not. I'm, I'm gonna be stressing out. <laughs> but I remember, I mean, I remember waking up the next day and my phone was blowing up, and it was like a really good feeling. Not because my phone was blowing up, but just thinking about like. Wow, what really happened last night? Right, yeah. When I woke up, dude, the day I woke up after I met all these cool-ass people, after I made connections with all these fucking cool-ass people, and just seeing the support and the, like, growth out of something that was just an idea, but people believed in that crazy-ass idea of yours, I was like, damn, this man's a legend. Because nobody is doing this shit in San Jose. Nobody. San Jose is dry as fuck. Yeah, for artists, the artist community in San Jose is like old people. They're like, oh, hey, we'll have a curational exhibit over here with the, the art gallery. You can look at paintings. It's so boring. It's foo foo. And I don't know why everyone keeps fucking moving over here. Fuck the Silicon Valley. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why people want to move here. I want to move out, honestly. Um, I, I don't. I'll be able to support myself here. It's like a million dollars for like, a shitty house. Fuck this place. So, Fuck San Jose. Yeah. It's not like I'm not down to like work my ass off. <laughs> I'm like, that sounds like, makes me sound like I'm a lazy person. No, but I'm, I'm, not I'm really not down shit. to. If I'm going to work, like, I'm going to work my ass off. It's going to be my craft. I don't, I don't give a fuck about these people. That sounds narcissistic. True. That sounds very pessimistic too. It sounds like I'm pretentious. Fuck, I'm not. If you've listened to me, you've seen the shit I do. I'm not being a dick. I'm just, you got to see it from my perspective. This shit is not tight. This is not the place to be right now. I wish it was like um, the era, like the 90s when like hip hop was popping and Peanut Butter Wolf and all of them were out here. Because, you know, Peanut Butter Wolf and uh, Charisma, they were actually from the Bay Area. I think Charisma Group and Milpitas, Peanut Butter Wolf is the founder of Stone Star Records. So we're, we're talking like MF Doom, Mad Lib. Um, he he's the one. Huh? Mr. Barry tell you that? The, Mr. Barry, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, 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 he invited from, him to come yeah. over, and I got to meet him personally. Oh yeah, I never fucking told y'all. I got to meet Peanut Butter Wolf, and I shook hands, and we talked for like ten, fifteen minutes. That dude's cool as fuck. Yeah, that was insane. That's awesome. I hell forgot I did that. <clears throat> Sorry if I keep coughing. I'm fucking sick of shit. Um, yeah, dude, fucking sick. Yeah, I got to talk with him. He's he's pretty fucking chill. But he he was from this area. He went to Piedmont Hills, so I thought that was dope. I was like, this man went to our school. That shit's crazy. Um. Um. Yeah. So okay, that was no till summer one. Stressful, but very rewarding. I mean, you say that you're always stressed and during any performance, which I bet though, because you're trying to keep everyone together, dude. Running shit is hard. It's really hard to be. It's really hard to be Definitely. a leader. I understand that firsthand, especially when yeah, people always want to. Um, people always want to fall apart. You know, like um, when I go into something I really want to do, I'm always adamant about it. You know, I check my email like every day. Um, if I'm expecting uh, like something from someone, I'll just like I'll bug them about it if I really want it, and I guess that translates to a lot of my meetups with models for photography, you know, like if they're kind of like, eh, about it, I'll be eh about it. If you're really excited to work with me, then right. you know, I'll reciprocate that. 
but with um running the show it like everyone wants to be involved with it and i'm like okay yeah i i can fit you in or i can accommodate you somehow um it's just kind of hard when people don't do the first step and they ask questions right. like they kind of just want to show up because i don't know it's it's hard um like in any workplace you know managing people i don't like to use that word because i'm not like managing people i'm letting them like have a platform but no i just wish people right, would take them yeah. seriously because yeah, it's a big deal to me it would take so much weight off my shoulders if uh i don't know if everyone kind of chipped in a bit more which is what i'm doing with uh tyler he's mm, co-running yeah. the event with me so he has I like having that extra person to kind of split responsibilities with. And eventually, if I move, then possibly I want these shows to keep going. I don't want it to end when I when I go. Shout out Tyler from Platform Media. That man's on some other shit. Which is which is add on Twitter like sixty six knock or yeah six 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 N O C T. Six hundred sixty-six knock. <laughs> Shout out Tyler, you're a fucking god. I love you. Kisses. That's my boy. Me and him talked shop like two days ago because I I called him. I was like, look, I want to do this thing, but I want your take on it. He was like, okay, here's my take on it, and that was our conversation. Shout out Tyler. <laughs> that that dude He's is fucking funny. hilarious. I love him. Uh, what the fuck were we talking about? Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You wish people would take this shit more seriously. Yeah, I I can feel that because I feel like a lot of these cats, man, they... I keep saying cats. I feel like a lot of these dudes, dudettes out here, they don't really, like... Have... All good. And, no, it's a yeah. it's a learning experience, you know, because um, most of us have not been in this environment where there's different artists, like, working together to create something. And Especially with this, it's like a volunteer thing. You know, no one's getting paid for it. Um, it's really how much you see the, the event like mm. taken off. It's really how you want it to, uh, <coughs> to be. I appreciate all the energy that people give towards it. And uh, when people are like throwing out mosh pits in there, I was just like, I was that dude was dope. It was, that was so fucking dope. Oh my god. The first video. You know what? <laughs> I have no problem with moshing. Like, I'll jump into a mosh pit. You know, no problem. Elbows dude, and the setup. Things. Oh my god. The setup for Note Show 1 was so perfect. It was immaculate. Because, like, here's the thing it was so enclosed, and it probably wasn't by choice, but it worked so well because, because we were so close together, everyone was forced to talk to it talk to each other and stand around that's what made it so bold literally everyone was yeah. supposed to talk to each other no matter what because you were either in somebody's ass cheeks or like their armpit and you had to talk to them like hey what's up oh yeah i'm here because i had i heard because of like that's all i was hearing was like oh yeah i know him from i heard this from so and so and there was so many different people like that's when like um what was it uh pretty shanks came out when it was just when secret space was just mark and uh joe that's when like I met all these cool ass people. We talked after the show and shit, and then we we got connected. Then we collabed on songs, and then like it just brought so many people together. I met so many people; it was insane. 
the first venue was fucking immaculate. That shit was crazy. Yeah, it was kind of like a club, basically. You walked in through the, through the doors, there's music, and everyone's like... Like when you walked in, that commotion. fucking painting you made, oh, yeah. like the um, no-chill summer. Then we have a picture of it. I think it's on my Instagram. That, uh, it's right next crazy. to me, actually. Like when you walked right in, you were automatically place. introduced to this art. And I was like, damn, this is this feels like home to me. That yeah. shit was beautiful. No, I threw up on the sign. You what? I threw up on the Why? sign a few weeks ago. It's just in my room. I, I took a fat edible and my head started spinning. So I was like, So you threw up on the sign. You couldn't find anywhere to throw it up on. You threw up on the sign. I was trying to aim for what the trash can. You heard it here, folks, in the night podcast. <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> what a stud. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the thing about moshing, like, there's, oh, yeah, there's nothing wrong with moshing. It's just that the, the, there's like always like a residual amount of people who still want to mosh after okay. the moshing has already taken place. So it's like, I would say like two to three. There's like two to three white guys just in the middle, always. Like, that's not even. That's not even me trying to be funny. That's no, an observation. Yeah, they're just there's still in there, like, like the, the song ended. There's like a slow song playing. There's just a dude. In, there's just a dude with like greasy ass hair just swinging his arms. What the fuck? People got freaking greasy that night, man. Did you see Kevin? Kevin? <laughs> yeah. Kevin what from about Yeah. He was sweating. Dude, balls, man. Square, that was so late. That, 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 like, the intermission, you guys were playing X before it became like super problematic. That shit was fire. Okay, you know, the thing about problematic rappers is they're all problematic. I guess so. I would say, in my opinion. Like, the thing is, we idolize people way too much in Hollywood, and we idolize people way too much mm-hmm. in the music industry. I think we need to realize that these are all very normal people, and they make bad decisions just like right. Right. all of us. You know, we don't like to <clears throat> that we make bad decisions, but we all do. And that's not me saying that it's okay to, you know, of course. domestic of course. is not okay, obviously doing hella drugs and killing gang members that's it's it's not something to look up to but you know we, we kind of push it aside and we, we like to idolize uh these people for the good virtues that they have and i don't know also with kanye like i love kanye don't agree with him like probably like uh with the stuff he's been saying the past few weeks. But, you know, art is art, and it's not always about the artist. When you create something, it becomes transcendent on a medium that other people can take in. It doesn't necessarily mean that I'm supporting this artist, if that makes sense. You know, like, famous people, they're going to be famous no matter what. You know, you not listening to a certain artist is not gonna like make you a better person I'm gonna say and people like to make that comparison like hey if you're listening to this artist you know you're you're supporting you know abuse you're supporting like um I don't know like what are what other thing could be uh controversial but 
I see that. It's it becomes very complicated because there's two different ends of the spectrum. Yeah, it's not making you a better person if you're not. Well, depends. Like I, people are gonna support whatever they feel they they should support. Me personally, when someone's doing some out of pocket shit like killing motherfuckers or doing shit like that, not getting any time for it, I'm not gonna go out my way to go stream their song, pay them for doing some out of pocket shit. I just I. I'd rather not support that artist who does shit like that. I'd rather just be like, okay, this man's insane. Is he a, is he a talented artist? Yes. Is he creative? Yes. But do I fuck with him to the point where I'm like, uh, yeah, he just killed like six people though, but his album was fire. I don't know if I should be listening to this motherfucker. Mm. What kind of phone, what kind do, of phone do I have? I have an iPhone an iPhone. So do you support underpaying uh international workers or I don't support that. But you're willing to purchase a commodity Fuck, you know, that's so right. conveniences Fuck. that it gives you. That is very true. <laughs> you know we eat um we eat meat from big meat packing companies that don't give a shit about animals and who right. don't give a shit about the environment. You know, it's, it's the same. If you want to be conscious about something, you got to realize that everything you do That's has an true. impact somehow. But when it comes to like an artist, though, yeah. when it comes to music and shit like that, yeah. Yeah, because that's more personal. We we see a person and we want to yeah, want to be able to connect. Rather with not do. And if they're doing something we don't agree with, yeah, we're not going to align with them I mean, mentally. In all honesty. And, no matter what business we're talking about here, there's always some form of corruption in anything. In anything. Any and everything. Definitely. It just, yeah. it comes down to either whether you're ignorant about it or not, what you choose to, you know, support and which, we, like, it, it's, it gets real, that's why I say it gets real complicated because <clears throat> no, do I support that shit, but can I stop it? No. It's not in my control. When you have a fucking trillion dollar company billion dollar company it's kind of hard to be like ah yeah i wish or like the clothes you were on your back you never know what the fuck was you you never you know what i mean it's just like damn how do i know yeah how do i know but when you do know and you have the facts presented to you just kind of like okay i probably shouldn't but that's i kind of yeah, that's, that's just a whole, a whole nother conversation. It's supposed to be about your, like your art and whatnot. That that could be that could be another podcast in itself because we could talk about that for hours. Um, yeah, I kind of this perception of the world as oh, shit. I am getting a phone call from someone. I can still one hear you. What the fuck? All right, so it seems like William died. Um, <laughs> um so okay. Oh no, thank you. Okay. Okay. Hello. Yo, that was crazy. It like sounded like you're a demon. It was like a. Oh really? I'm so sorry. Um, you didn't. She called me and she was like, hey, we found a dog. And I'm like, oh, that's not mine. Dude, we found a dog. 
yeah, no, she, it looked like mine. And she was like, is it yours? And I'm I was like, like no. Oh. No, it's fine. Yeah. Anyways, we were talking about, sorry, before we were rudely interrupted. What were you talking about? We were talking about, like, the problematic people of, like, music and shit. Oh, yeah. I, I kind of accepted that just everything sucks. Yeah, that's it. That's, you know what? You can just leave it at that, to be honest with you, because no matter what, no matter how you try to paint this whole picture of life, no matter what you do, what you say, anything has a form of corruption no matter what even if you try your best to like get away from it or say you're you don't support such and such it's just it doesn't matter that's that's the but yeah. we always have the, we always have the power to choose what we do right that's it's up to that's like the only thing we can control once we start controlling what other people do it's uh i don't know you just open up i think third yeah. eye, william you're a genius I think we um, all have to understand that if I were in your shoes, I would be living the same life you're living. Hmm. If you were in my shoes, you'd be doing exactly what I'm doing. Right. And I think people need to, to think about that. You know, like, we won't always agree with people that we meet, but you can always try to understand. Yeah. Anyways, Anyways Art. I still feel like the dude... He's a good guy at heart. Misguided, yes, but I feel like I feel like the justice system is doing the right thing because I don't feel like he actually beat anybody. <clears throat> Although he perceives himself to be like, I'm this nigga who doesn't give a fuck and I'll beat your ass. He, We're talking about yeah. that. Yeah. Although he does perceive himself to be that way, he, he's also very honest. So if he were to beat someone up or beat someone, I think he'd come clean and be like, yeah, I beat her up, so what? Or she deserved it type shit. So... I don't know. That's just my judge. I feel like I feel like he would honestly, because he's always talking about how he just talked about how he almost murdered somebody in jail for trying to kiss him or some shit. I was like, damn, bro. I think it was a little more than just a kiss, smooch. Right, like touching on him and shit. But I right. do. But if you're if you're gonna say like online that you're gonna you almost killed somebody for trying, to, for trying to kiss your lips, I mean, shit. You're pretty honest, so. That was my whole take on him. Do I like listen to him like that? Not, like anymore? Nah, because I feel like he's just on some other shit, and I just I don't fuck with him like that no more. That's just me in a time and era where I've grown and I've learned to just move on to different forms of music that doesn't involve him. Do I hate him? Nah, I've That's never right. met him, never talked to him personally. Honestly, honestly, I I do listen to him. I like this last album. I heard lot, some songs actually. from his last album. Like, not bad. But I just, he's not one of my favorite yeah. artists. So I, I, I constantly choose not to listen to his music because I listen to other things. Yeah, I respect that. Like, I fucked with I don't even know what I've been listening to lately. I've, sometimes I uh, turn off music because I, I drive to school. It takes me like an hour, takes me an hour back. So I spend a lot of time listening to music mm-hmm. in the car. Um, sometimes I just turn it off and I just like don't listen to anything. And other times I'll listen to podcasts. Or um, like stand-up comedy, or just like. Do you ever get like really stuck trying to find something new to listen to? Like, you want to you want to go out your way to find something new, but like nothing's kept capturing your attention, like your attention, and it sounds like ass. Maybe that's just my thing because I'm like heavily into like mm-hmm. new sounds and stuff like that. So where sometimes I'm like, damn, I can't find nothing new. This shit sucks. 
I think if I'll look for something and I'll find something I like, it's just like I, I haven't really been in the mood to like go out of my way to look for anything. It's just whatever's playing on my SoundCloud home or I put Spotify on Shuffle. Yeah. Like, damn, I need to find some more music to listen to. Yeah. I listened to uh, the last few songs that uh, Brian put oh, out. Oh, shit, yeah. Dude. Shout out Juno's Rocky. That shit was crazy. Did you listen to Dylan's new song? That shit was insane. 29. That shit was crazy. That man snapped. Damn. He went off like a firecracker, man. Those firecrackers, like the Bleach Sun dudes, those guys on a whole nother level. So in the Secret Space Boys, shout out Tinsy, shout out Mark. Yes, when he say that. Shout out Mark, shout out Joe, and shout out Dio. Those are the boys. Uh, fuck. Um, okay, let's talk about No Till Summer 2 and Chill Some More. What, because they were both at the same venue. How did you find that venue and what was different as opposed to the um, Palo Alto venue, like that event? Ooh, so this one was in San Jose. It's downtown San Jose. I thought it would be way more accessible to everyone and people would be more inclined to go since it's like mm-hmm. right there. You don't have to drive all the way to Palo Alto. Um, I really like the place because the the organization that runs it it's a nonprofit and they're for artists and I thought that was really unique because San Jose has never had anything like that. Granted, most of these artists were like you know post grad, you know they're already like kind of like in their twenties and thirties. Although we did have some younger artists there, uh, I just thought it was a really special place. Um, it's an abandoned Ross and this Wait, that was a Ross. Uh, you didn't notice the floors were all like tiled. No, I noticed it was tiled, but I think it was like a garage. What the fuck? Yeah, no, there was changing rooms too. Rooms to uh, they put a I forgot what it's called, but you can like draw on the walls and stuff there. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, I found them. I'm not sure how I came across. No, I, okay. I was invited to do um, a display there um, in, I think, April last year. So it was two months before uh, No Chill Summer. And I displayed my hoodie, which I made. I sold over a hundred of those. And I also displayed some of my photography. And that was like my first time ever bringing a photographic medium to a place and displaying it like outside of school. (coughs) And I was like, hey, you guys do events here could i do an event here and they were like yeah you can set something up and yeah they let us paint on their walls and use their stage you know granted like their audio system isn't the best um it was a cool place it was really big i wish that uh it would be more like exclusive to us because there were people going in that uh venue for other purposes there's a bike repair inside and there's also a small gift shop so i wish it was more exclusive to us and also so we could you know pack it up tomorrow but yeah the vibes there were cool the second show um for no for chill some more the one in december thought we kind of slacked off because it's the holidays and not everyone is able to make it and that was a that was a scheduling error like maybe we shouldn't have done the show in december maybe we just let people be with their family yeah summer is the way to go 
I actually have a confession to make. Um, I was involved with. Okay, so let me just backtrack a bit. So before the last show, Chosomore, I asked the venue and the event coordinator there if I could store some of my boxes there before the show, so I wouldn't have to bring it all in one go. So I I came a few days before the show started, and then I dropped off a few boxes. When I got there the day of, like some of the boxes were open, and um, the water that I had bought for our guests, some of them were taken. I was like, okay, that was annoying. No big deal. It's water, right? And there was a paint pen in there that I wanted to use specifically so that artists could sign the posters. I wanted to send the poster to Francis for designing it, and I also wanted to like have like a little mm-hmm. memoir. And also for like other people to like, you know, it's like, you know, just sign each other's posters. Yeah. It's cool. And it wasn't there. Um, my paint rollers were used. And I just thought that was like a big invasion of privacy. And I wasn't cool about that. You know, being the heated person that I was, I ranted about it on Twitter. And I caught some attention of the people who worked there. One of my family friends, or not even family friends, just like someone who's known me like since I was younger. I was part of this uh, Vietnamese dance troupe and in uh, high school, and one of the associates of that uh, organization, they contacted me on Twitter. And they're like, "Hey, you remember me? Like I was at this thing." I was like, "Oh yeah, you look familiar." And it, you look familiar. And he was like, oh, "I actually work with the city council or." Yeah, I work in City Hall and our organized, um, our division or something like that, our group is in charge of the organization that uh, Local Color is uh, a part of. Like they, they run the whole thing, like they, the budget and like production and all, all that. And he was like, no, oh, so what was wrong with the event? And I was just like, Oh, it was just unprofessional. You know, they took my stuff. They didn't ask. That was that. And then a few weeks later, I get an email from a new event coordinator from Local Color. And they told me that the previous event coordinator got replaced. What? Because of my, because of my Twitter rant. Damn. I felt so bad i didn't i had to i had to go see him too to pick up my stuff damn and it was so anxiety inducing for me i didn't even want that to happen you know i really liked him i don't know what made him come to the conclusion that that had to happen but yeah just i guess i'm just not going to ever Tweet when I'm mad. <laughs> oh shit! I mean, people need to fucking do their job. Like, if someone has something for an event planned out, give you specific rules not to touch it. That should be your job to not have no motherfuckers touch it. I'd be pissed off too. I'll go on a Twitter rant. Fuck them people. <laughs> That's how I feel. Yeah, and the person, the person who invited me to do my art display, uh, she. Unfollowed me because <laughs> she works well, with that's us. That's whatever. Too. Who gives a fuck? 
Yeah, I'm just never gonna show my face there again. It's 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 just Rest it's just not gonna happen. What a time! But that was just a, that's just another yeah, chapter in the life. It's it's not something serious to be honest. Like no, it's like, yeah. Hope I mean I just feel bad. He brought his daughter to work every day. Yeah, I mean I mean like <laughs> that that that's something that would suck. I'd be like fuck. I didn't mean to do all that. Jeez, boy, like. I hope everything works out for the dude. But, you know, shit just yeah. happens. Shit happens for a reason. Maybe that's a, a wake up for him to be like, all right, can we be doing that that weird shit, that sus shit. I would never want to get anyone fired unless, like, they like really intentionally, like, try right. to hurt me. I've had friends, like, say, oh, I, I got this other girl fired. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. Sounds like drama. Yeah, sounds like some petty high school shit. Man, I got a story about that too. I need my own podcast, bro. I'm always talking to other people, but no one's ever asking me how my day is. Like Who's running Night of Eyes? Huh? Yo, is Aiden running what? it too? Is Aiden on top of it? Who's I running Night of Eyes? But you said it's not your show or not your. Hmm? No, I said, I said, <laughs> I said I need a podcast so like for me personally to just speak. I want someone to ask me questions. I'm always asking people how their day is, how they like this. Nobody knows a damn thing about me. Other than like the things I've sprinkled out into like other interviews and we just had a conversation. If you want to become an artist, you definitely want people to know every little thing. Not like every little thing about one day, one day I'll do a video like that or something to where I explain like my process, my way of thinking, how I even got this part. You want people to be interested. Like, you'll need to be relatable. Just no, be interesting. I'm not even about that. I'm just gonna tell you how I am. That's about it. I like. I just. I'm just gonna speak my mind. That's all I want to do. People, if people fuck with it, cool. If they don't, I mean, that's whatever too. I'm just living life. I need some green beans. All it's right. Fucking okay. I had. I had a question in my head. I'm trying to think. Well, damn, I didn't know about that. That's crazy. Damn. Damn, well, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I'm not perfect. I've done things that regret. What's what's something that irked you the most? Other than that, what irked you the most about all three events? What yeah, what, like, me? pissed you off? I, oh, um... I don't know. I, I can't say that any of them made me unhappy in a particular way. It was definitely like stressful, but I was willing to put in the work. And I tried to make Bad Omen happen. <laughs> so my idea behind Bad Omen was it would be a group of people who ran the event instead of uh, one mm. person me. And I wanted people to give their their individual insights. But what ended up happening was everything needed to be approved by me. And everything was, all the decisions that had to be made by me. And that's, I guess that's, that's natural because it's coming out of my pocket. You know, no one else is like working to, you know, throw money into right. this thing. So I guess they looked to me for that. What I really appreciate from Tyler is he's willing to go uh, 50-50 with me. Because there's no guarantee that it's going to be a success. 
and it is a risk and I'm not doing it for the money or anything it's just when it comes to sustainability and my ability to keep being able to do things like this I can't be losing uh like thousands yeah, of dollars dude. each time <sighs> I, I, I wouldn't have been able to do the first one if I didn't borrow money and I did borrow money from my parents but I'm a pretty good convincer. I, I pay them back full too. So would you consider all three of them yeah. a success? Uh, in in terms of what it was supposed to do, yes. Um, I can say that with winter events, we probably won't be mm-hmm. doing them anymore. And also, since we got three out last year, I was figuring maybe we could just do one a year so it would be more yeah. special. <coughs> That makes a lot more sense. Um, yeah. But it was cool. You know, we were in the momentum. We were getting things done. We were getting known. It's weird because I went to, a, went to a party on 420 this year, and I didn't know anyone there. I knew the person who invited me. But there was this girl. She was uh, talking about, like, um, fashion or something. She designs clothes. I was like, no, would you be interested in like displaying an art show? And she was like, "No, but have you heard of uh, No Chill Summer?" And there's like these people who are like putting art together and shit. And I was like, "Yo, I, I fucking did that." I was just like sitting there. She was like, she was kind of like faded, so it took a while for her to like have it processed that she was talking to. That's fucking about wild. It. And it's cool, but it's also like uh, I hate talking about myself. So whenever that comes up, I have to like bring up the thing. You know, it's, mm. uh, I, I really do hate talking about myself. Whenever um, I, I go out and I meet up with people that I've met, like through the art world or whatever, and like they introduce me to other people, they're like, "Oh yeah, this is Will. He's the man. Like you know, he does like all this shit. It's like only at nineteen, and I'm like, oh, that feels good, but also." I'm uncomfortable because you know I, I go to school every day, I go to work every day. No one, no one bats an eye. Right? People just like treat me like a normal person. But then, when it comes to if they know about the event, then they're like, oh my god. Yeah, I feel that. Okay. I feel, uh, yeah, it's weird. I feel that on a different level because of you. Like, it's like, um, well, I've already, I'm already known by a lot of people because mostly social media and the stupid shit I do. And then on top of that, oh yeah, <laughs> when it comes to Twitter, I'm not like a, I'm not like a big, like well-known dude on Twitter. I, I think it's for the best because I fucking hate people. Um, But when something blows up in mine, I just keep hearing about it. No matter what, no matter where I go, <laughs> I still get the whole damn Daniel thing. I still get the fucking... The Bay Area fucking dude, the parody. I get that. Bad. I get the put in my butt vine. It's fucking bad. <laughs> it's so bad. But I feel that dude. Hey, I mean <laughs> Yeah, that's part of you. It, People like I that. It sucks because I'm like, damn, I wish y'all would listen to a track other than this fucking video. But for sure. Uh I um I was I was taking an Uber home one day. I was just sitting on the street, or sitting on the street. I was standing on the street, and like these kids, I think they're sophomores at Piedmont, 
I think, yeah, I'm not going to say her name, but shout out, shout out to you. You know who you are. Start, you fuck. Let's say her name rhymes with Kylie. Shout out Kylie. Um, her and like fucking two other dudes were across the street and they're like, yo, Jaden. Mind you, I don't know who the fuck these people are. I take out my headphones like, did they just fucking call my name? And they're staring at me. It's like, okay, maybe they called somebody else and put my earphone back in. I hear, hey, Jaden. I take it out again. I'm like, yo, what's up? They're like, yo, yo, that Night Magazine? That shit was dope. I was like, what the fuck? They're like, yo, when are you dropping more clothes? I was like, uh, I get some more money and I can put some more designs to use that aren't expensive as fuck. Because let's be real, clothing's expensive <laughs> as fuck. And they were like, yo, I saw you like No Chill Summer. That shit was dope. And I was like, oh, yeah, oh, there's there there. some kids there. Awesome. And I was like, yo, I appreciate that. Yo, like, so you got any songs working on? I was like, yeah, I'm working on some things right now. But this, I think this is right before, um, no, I think it was right after Chill Some More. So they saw me perform with Hui, and they were just talking about it. And they're all, like, asking me questions and, like, looking at me like I'm some type of god in all actuality. That that same day, I just went home, listening to some, like, music, Puffer of Tyler, the creator, beat my dick, went to sleep, went to school the next day. <laughs> that's, 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 just, that's literally what I do. I just make shit before me. The thing I love about the events and even just doing any form of art is you tend to inspire the younger mm-hmm. kids. You know, people who are older, people who are in college, they're already kind of on a path to being somewhere. They're not going to give as much thought towards your art career as much as someone else who is, um, you know, looking to do art. And when it comes to uh, younger kids, like you said, they were sophomores. I think that's really cool because they're going to be the ones that are going to be doing the things that we're doing Mm -hmm. right now. They're like the next generation and they're going to move on to like inspire these people. I always find it kind of weird um, because we kind of marketed the event towards people my age, so like college, but we did end up getting a lot of high schoolers. You guys got a lot of kids, dude. It was really interesting. I get I get high schooler girls in my DM sometimes, and I'm I'm like, this is kind of weird. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> not reply to like. You're a All fucking grown ass man. You better stay away from that shit. <laughs> I mean, I'm only 19. Don't, nah, it's, it's don't fucking lie. Don't give a fuck if you're 19 yeah. or not. Will you better stay away from these cats? Because there's a lot of cats out there that are fucking hoes. You, bro, bro you, you don't want that, bro. There, bro. bro. Bro, I I met so many girls that say that. Oh, when I was in high school, I was in a relationship with this guy that was in college or guys out of college, and I'm like, how? The fuck do you do that and not feel like hella weird right they they could be like these these like what like 20 year olds they, they, they could be getting 20 year old pussy but they're on <laughs> they're on uh what tinder looking for 18 year old girls who are like not actually 18 and i'm just like yeah i hope i'm not like that <laughs> i stay away from it bro fucking San Jose is so sus. I keep my circle so small. I'm not even trying to be like a fucking a dickhead. You know those those motherfuckers that are like, keep the circle closed. Keep. The, I really not. I really need to be like that because niggas out here are sketch. I don't fuck with them like that. 
And yeah. it's there's a lot of people I met that I can't say were associates just because there's a certain vibe I get with people I'm starting to pick up now as I get older that like a lot of motherfuckers you just cannot trust. No, yeah, definitely. That's a big fact. I met this I met this guy at Dianza. He's um it's like twenty three or something, twenty four. Um he told me he robbed a bank. Oh my god. <laughs> and he, he even like sketched out how he did it. Like, you know, he had uh, the fake tattoos and yeah, the glasses and the only reason he got caught was because he was in uh, he fled to Soltel to stay with like one of his friends or whatever. And someone knew that they were staying together and that's how he got caught. And then he went to jail and all that. But I was just sus because he told me his name was Rob. As in, you know, as in Rob. I just thought I was like, as in you know, that, that can't be a coincidence. He's either lying to me or he's playing this big joke on me right now. Mm, I don't know, dude. <laughs> just think about it. Like, you meet a bank robber. His name is Rob. I'm, I'm not gonna. Nah, man. Gonna... If someone's telling me they fucking robbed a bank, why would they go into that much detail and I'd say, I'm just fucking with you? This man, nah, man, fuck that. <laughs> People are fuck saying, that. That's it's sus as fuck. Nah, fuck that. What motivated you to tell me the story? I know. What, 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 what made you come up to me and tell me this shit, bro? I don't want to hear about you robbing a fucking bro. bank. Get the fuck out of my face. I had a friend, well, not even a friend, just, no, actually, yeah, you could call him a friend, a family friend, whatever. He, I was a sophomore in high school, and he messaged me on Facebook. He says, hey, your friend is in the hospital, and this is his, like, lieutenant speaking, and he might, he might not live, and, yeah, he might die. And immediately, I was like, there's no way in hell this guy is telling the truth. He's not in the hospital. He, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I've met like a few compulsive liars, and it's just like, wow. He told me he was a part of the secret organization that recruited like secret ops missions and for the country. And I'm like, okay. I've never heard, heard that shit before. What the fuck is that? <laughs> he went to Piedmont too. It's crazy. Kids at Piedmont are fucking idiots. Fuck Piedmont. No, I'm so serious. I'm done. I'm graduating in like three weeks. I'm starting to realize, like, I really hate these kids. I really hate these people with a passion. You know, people. You know, I'm performing at my senior prom, right? Mm-hmm. There's some fucking kids. Yeah, there's some kids who want to boo me off stage. Why? I don't. Know. I heard. I heard about that. So. There's 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 some beef. I guess I guess I have some beef with some kids for whatever reason. I didn't do shit, but they want to boo me off stage for whatever reason. I don't bother anybody. I really stayed on myself, so I'm really confused. But whatever, yeah. I'm gonna still fucking perform though. That's good. I mean, would I don't know what they expect to do. I was gonna get on stage, they're gonna say boo, and I was just gonna walk off. Fuck out of here. It's not a lies, <laughs> bitch. Uh we get so bold people get real fucking handsy on twitter it's funny because i'm like you guys are all fucking corny dude like these cats are so fucking corny and like i'm only gonna be 18 soon but i'm like damn i'm getting way too old for this shit 
This shit is, this shit is yeah. so middle school. It's ugly. I would say middle school, high school is a place where, you know, like when you're young, validation means everything. You know, uh, if people approve of you or whatever. There's people who like care too much about what others think of them. And there's like the people who don't give enough shit about people about them. Like, I think there, there should be some sort of balance. Validation isn't everything, but I know as a young person, it it means everything. Means a lot. Yeah, it's your it's your sense of okay, what I'm doing is right. You know, what I'm doing is okay. <laughs> yeah, people need to get more comfortable with themselves before they start talking big money on Twitter and shit. That shit's ugly. You're ugly. <laughs> All you motherfuckers is ugly. If y'all listening, because I know some of you motherfuckers like to listen to me. Even though you say you hate me, I know you're out there. Fuck you. Okay. I don't know why Twitter beef is a thing. Um, it was funny for me for a while. Like, I think when I was, like, 15, I was real I was real angsty because, like, depression and I hated everything. If someone wanted some shit on Twitter, I was I was down just <laughs> just to, just so, if, I don't know, just so I was busy doing something because I used to be real bored and angry at the world. So I was like, fuck you. Why not? I think that's the reason why I have like 21,000 tweets. It's because I just go back and forth with people just for the fuck of it. I stopped that's doing fun. that though because like it's so such a waste of time. It's really time consuming and it's really not worth it because you're really just going to go back and forth with a whole bunch of ignorant assholes and people who don't think. And it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a less, less stress on my mind. It's a lot more peaceful just to like look at some dumb shit and just scroll right past it and go on with my day or focus on music or something that's actually like worth my time because this shit's valuable to me definitely like it, i don't know that's like the growth in me i was kind of like why am i why am i doing this and you start growing up you start looking at shit from a different angle like why am i doing this shit i should be focusing on how i'm going to craft this album my production my whatever whatever's next on the plate for me not advise shit like that you can't be focused on these fucking idiots who want to boo you off stage because they're not comfortable with themselves and they're not doing it. Like, my whole thing is, why the fuck are you mad? It's like, flaunting and shit, sitting on a wall. When I'm up here doing my thing, I put this shit together to have a good time with everybody. But you're salty because why? I, I just, I can't fathom it. I'm not going to try to, so. Bro, you know that that uh, Matt Black guy? You're friends with him? <laughs> The fucking troll god? Yeah. I don't know we're friends, but not even like associate. Like I know of him. I don't have uh, beef with him. Still a full set of just high followers on Twitter. And he was hating so bad. I'm like, honestly, if if going online and you see people doing things that you think are corny just fucking stay off Twitter, right? Mm. <laughs> Some people right. are just not here to like he's a fucking he's a legendary troll. Oh my god. All like him and his friend group, like Saeed. Fuck I shouldn't be saying the name. Saeed's a dude, he's the homie. A lot of, I don't a lot of those guys, they're hella funny and they have good music. But like <laughs> They're always trying to start some beef with somebody. And it's like, I look at it, it's hella funny. Because I know, like, they're not serious. But people really be getting in their feelings about it. But at the same time, I'm like, how, what would you expect from a person who's just 
minding their own business, you come out of here with some bullshit, you know? It's, just, it's an endless loop. I'm like, you guys are idiots. But it's the internet, dude. On the internet, anything's fucking possible. And motherfuckers choose to be offended by things and choose to not be offended by things. Uh, what happened? Yeah, this fucking, I don't know. This application is weird. This always happens every fucking podcast. I'm so sorry to my listeners. This shit happens every podcast. Every single one, this shit's happened. Fix your goddamn app, Anchor, before I fucking slit your wrists. All right. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, man, I'm fucking mad. I'm pressed. Uh, yeah, it's just crazy because people, people get to choose whether or not they'd be offended by something, and they... That's it's crazy. Everyone has an option because literally, like, on the internet, you literally have the option to block someone, mute someone, and then go about your day. <laughs> it's kind of frustrating though at first, you know. Like, you kind of want people to agree with you, and it sucks when people don't. You know, that's why we have politics. Yeah, that, politics. I hate politics. That's why I'm, I'm an independent. I don't go on either other side. I'm kind of. You know, but the thing about politics is, it doesn't matter what you, if you like politics or not. Beliefs, your thoughts—they're political. You know, everything. Everything. Everything is that is opinion based. Right. Everything is individual thought. That is a political stance. You know. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. That's, that's yeah. There's no way of getting around that. Yeah. I choose. I'm yeah. not for either either or party. So my political identity or whatever is independent. Me not even me not even believing in politics, even like the independent party or whatever, is a is a form of politics, I guess, to some certain extent, whatever you want to call it. I personally just this shit's a mess. I really wish we had a common sense party where motherfuckers actually use their brain because it's 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 stressful to think about. It's so like it's sad. Yeah, everyone that lives in our world, everyone is different. Everyone has their own perspective. No one's right, really. Uh, which sucks because we like to think so. It depends on what you mean, too, because it gets complicated in that area, in that aspect, too. Like, when someone tries to speak from the perspective of a different nationality or race but has never ever lived in that nationality or race's shoes that's when you say no you're wrong because you've never actually had to live a day in my shoes so yeah why, ignorance is definitely a thing yeah why why what, what makes you feel the need to speak on behalf of my people as a whole when you for one has have never seen the things or have to feel the things i've felt that's why I, that's that's one point that's that's one point I wish we can all come to an understanding is that no matter how you try, no matter how hard you try, you're not going to be able to understand a, a race that's been dehumanized, that's looked down upon, that's been treated unfairly. You're just, it's not, that, that's a whole nother conversation in itself. And it gives me a fucking headache because people always like to combat and play devil's advocate and on some be on some dumb shit. But like I said, with the common sense party, that's what I wish we could have. Some people be like, yeah, that makes sense, yeah. But then again, that's just my own political belief, and it just becomes a loop. And then uh, I'm not gonna get into that because then I'm gonna fucking want to fight somebody. So yeah, there should definitely be more uh, understand or try to be more understanding without imposing that. Uh, 
hey, we know what your people have gone through. And, you know, like some people are just like, hey, suck it up. But yeah, they really that's, don't. That's the ignorance in them. Struggle. That's the ignorance in them. That's the arrogance and ignorance in them. And this shit irks me. Because I could fight somebody over that. I shouldn't because <laughs> this shit shouldn't matter. But I have to figure out what I put my value into. Like my the value of time I put into shit. Because, man, there are some dumb people out here. And you can disagree with me whether or not like you want to or not. I just know for a fact when I honestly passionately believe in something, this shit has to make sense to me. If it does not make sense to me and I try to look at it from both angles, I'm for a fact like not gonna I'm not gonna like yeah, there's definitely more than just two angles. There's like infinite amount of ways you can see. Right. It is when you choose to uh one side or not ignore but like dismiss it you know people say oh you know like we'll dismiss your problems because you know we also went through this kind of hardship and it's exactly comparable like every step like eh, maybe not you know every every situation is different some people suffer definitely more than others mm-hmm. um, it becomes yeah. like a it becomes another conversation about like minorities too because a lot of us minorities were fucked up. We got fucked up by, <clears throat> I don't think I need to give them a name anymore at this point, but a lot of those people like to paint us as villains and paint these pictures on us. And they're not aware of this privilege that they have, but they do, whether they want to believe it or not. It's just like that common sense, like you should be able to see it. But of course they're not going to because they, have, they haven't lived in our shoes. I'm not going to be able to feel what, what it's like feel what it's like to have privilege ever i'm not gonna know what that feels like so that i can personally say yeah i don't know what it feels like to be in a so-and-so's person's shoes because i'm not them don't have their skin don't have their features don't have their life but it but people who have privilege people who have the power aren't going to realize that they have the power they're not going to understand it they're not going to grasp it because that's that's just the norm that's normal yeah i mean you say you don't have privilege, but growing up here, I would say there's a lot of things that we have that other people don't. Of course, yeah. I mean, when we're, if we want to talk about like the the computers we have, the food we have, the water we have, yeah, we have a lot more privilege than like third world countries. That's obvious. There's a lot of conversations we can have about privilege all day. I know for a fact that what I have is a lot of kids no most kids most people don't have like i'm fortunate to have a house i'm fortunate to have clothes food there's shit that i'm like damn when we when we're over here fighting over like the corruption and politics and shit that motherfuckers are dying and shit because they can't eat and shit you know what i mean like there should be there should be things that we should be focusing on but nobody is instead we're listening to fucking what kanye west has to say on some dumb shit i heard about him this entire week Every day on the radio station, someone was talking about Kanye said this, Kanye did this. Like, if your motherfuckers really like don't want to give him any attention, why are you giving him so much attention? You just sound fucking stupid. This shit is irritating, dude. Yeah. I can't. I, that's a- maybe he had a point in there somewhere. He got lost along the way when he was trying to explain to everyone. Oh yeah, no, no, no. We can talk about him too. Kanye West. He should have explained himself a lot more because I understand where he's coming from in all angles and all respect. People just like to read media headlines and the corruption of media is something that's 
rarely ever addressed. And when it is, it only lasts for like a week, then people forget about it. But yeah, people need to stop being such sheep. Actually think, look at the text in front of them and be like, damn, is that true? Let me fucking cite my source, do some research. Everyone always just takes in and feeds, like they take in the information being fed to them, even though it's all lies and bullshit. Everything's bullshit, William. <laughs> Literally, you on that. everything is fucking bullshit. I don't care. It's hard for me to I be like, is this true or not? Because think about all the information that's been passed down to us for generations. Literally, all we know is something that someone told us. Someone's just like, hey, this is this is right. Okay. Like that be, that becomes another conversation like human nature. Like when you're in a classroom, right? There is literally no one stopping you from ripping someone else's face apart. Where does that come from? It's because we were taught that's not okay. That's not right. You know, I mean, obviously I'm not going to fucking murder someone. That's like, I morally think that's not fucking cool because I value someone else's life. But that's just insane that anything that was passed down to us was just fed to us. And we just said, okay, okay, that makes sense for sure. Yeah, and just like the idea of how we should live our lives, you know, we're going to get married, get a job. Right. Uh, make money. <laughs> right. It becomes very good. No. Uh, it sends you into a really dark place because it's like you overthink things. In all actuality, we are beings of higher intelligence. We choose not to use it. We could make life so much simpler, but we choose not to. That's literally what life is at this point. I see it from a perspective of I'm here. I want to create. I'm going to live my best life and try to stay away from as much bullshit as possible and just do me until I die because the world is shit. Money means nothing. Words mean nothing. We're all going to die, right? That's that's how I live my life. I don't have a religion. I don't have a faith in a higher being. I just think like, damn, I'm here now, so I might as well just live my best life. I mean, there's nothing, there's no end goal other than what I value. So that's that's how I live my life. I don't know about you, but shit's fucked. Yeah, I'm always questioning things. You know, like, why am I doing this? Is right, 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 right. Yeah. Is it going to make me happy? That kind of stuff. And that's... It's good to question that. Yeah, that's that's tough for an artist to ask, like, is there even, like, a end goal? Like, what's the purpose? Is it worth it? You know what I mean? I have a song about this shit that's in the works for my next um, album. I have a song pertaining to all these questions because let's be real, everyone has these questions, but it's whether it's up to you whether or not you want to like take these questions with a grain of salt or just kind of dismiss it and live your life. Because honestly, dude, if you really think about it, the shit that we choose to put our time and value into, a lot of the times, not worth it. And even though time is a man-made construct, it's very um, it's 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 not worth taking into account. And a lot of times, I don't know, like, how to explain it. A lot of things that we focus on, we shouldn't. We should honestly just focus on our own lives and try to make the- Yeah, we're on um, we're on a rock that's hurtling through space around a giant ball of, ball of gas that's, like, it radiates energy. And we're born not because we chose to, but because we were put here. Mm-hmm. and we only get a certain amount of years to live mm-hmm. and yeah. these are the things we choose to worry about right you know, the things that you are worried about i would say you definitely have a choice in 
you know how you see things you know for some people it's really hard um you it's hard to escape your problems if they're constantly like weighing you down that kind of stuff mm-hmm. especially if it's like family or relationships or yeah, just, like, and you money can't, issues. you can't blame people you can't sorry <clears throat> you can't blame people for that either i understand that completely yeah. i'm not trying to sit here and police what people can do and think i just feel like they'll be happier in the long run but remember my my opinions doesn't mean shit if they're not listening if they think that that's what that's the headspace they want to be in there's only so much i can do to try to help them or feel like i'm helping somebody in all actuality the vibrations that are coming out my mouth don't mean anything it's insane i think you would like life is life is insane (laughs) that got real depressing fast holy shit thought we're supposed to be talking about music and shit um oh yeah i don't even know how we got in that conversation what the fuck happened william that happens a lot with me. <laughs> well, shit, dude. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Want to talk about art? Talk about music. Shit. Um, who's inspired you the most? Inspired yeah. me. I have a hard time answering that because I think I've done a good job of uh, living my life without idols without i yeah everything that i've done i've done it because i consciously made the decision Mm. to you know there was no one in particular that made me take up photography um i just kind of and yeah i mean i just kind of see myself as a unique individual and I know everyone is unique, but I I, I uh, embrace that more. I, I take into account that I want to do something that people don't expect of me. And that's why, well, it's hard to answer that question. I, I don't know who my idols are. I kind of have, uh, I kind of take my pick of opinions that I agree with and I keep that but that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to agree the person that said it like mm. all the time. Cause I'm, you know, like I, you know, you learn things from your parents and then you grow up and you realize that maybe uh, like 60, 70% of the things that they said were true. Maybe the other percent they just mm. made up or they, they tell you something else. So it's always a learning experience. Whenever I see like a controversial uh, situation I always kind of think like what would I do in that situation that kind of thing and it's just like hmm. yeah in another universe I'm a meth head <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't know I don't have idols I think they're unhealthy I don't think you should fall in love with someone's image. Fall in someone else's image? Yeah, falling in love with someone's image. Just, you know, like when you like an artist, you like their song, and sometimes you want to be like mm. them. Like you want to do it. But then, I don't know. My, my favorite artist, I don't agree with them and everything they say. That's that's just how I look. Oh, yeah, you don't have to agree with everything someone says, but there can be, there can be someone that inspires you. Or inspired. Oh, oh, well, inspiration. Let's say, 
I would definitely say Kanye West is a big. That's kind of bad to say like in this time, but like, just I I like the way that he really doesn't give a fuck about what people say. That's he's good at it. He's good at being controversial. He's good at opening debates and stuff. You know, whether or not um his opinion is right or not, he always hits like some sort of controversial issue. Yeah, which is cool. And you see that a lot in uh, like Jesus and like all his albums, like College Dropout, Late Registration. They they talk about things that a lot of artists are not willing to talk about, like state of education, uh, slavery, and you know, like racism, sexism, all that shit. But then you know, Kanye will say like some stupid shit sometimes. <laughs> And let's see other inspirations. Huh. I don't really know. I see people like if I see something that I like that someone else is doing, then I might do it. Like I get a lot of photography inspiration from my photography friends, like Alan. And when it comes to like art or music or anything then I'll draw inspiration from the people that I'm around yeah that's why like the whole community thing is so important it's because we all inspire each other you know after that one night we had June 8th 2017 like you would you can't disagree with me and say that we didn't all feel unified that night everyone that was involved you know regardless if uh any of us still keep in contact with each other most of us you know kind of do our own thing but you, when you feel you you can be inspired by someone that's sitting right next to you, then there's there's so much room for growth, for for potential like collaborations and you know endless possibilities. Right. And it's just important to have those people like in your daily life. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. I'm more inspired by the creatives who made it, but they also stay true to their craft and their heart. Whether you might dislike their opinion or not, it's it's the fact that they're still they're still so successful and they're making a positive impact on their community. Those are the people who I aspire to be. The people who want to create but use their platform to spread positive energy to the youth to spread new ideas so we can have once again another art renaissance because that'll lead more people to growth and you know to join as a more perfect union i guess (laughs) what is this a fucking that's not a constitution (laughs) on some dumb shit preamble bullshit no but dead ass (laughs) like if you you look at the people who are trying to use their platform to unify us as a people, those are the motherfuckers doing it right. And that's what I aspire to be. That's what I aspire to be. Some motherfuckers might think yeah. it's a waste of time, but if I can get to through if I what makes me so what makes me happy is when people be like, Okay, I heard Psychowater, that shit made me cry. Or Aww. damn, that was beautiful. You're insane. 
I wish I can do that too. That shit's amazing. Cause I'm like, damn, you want to yeah. create. That's amazing to me. That that's what keeps me going. That's what makes me feel like, okay, I'm doing something right. It might be a waste of time to other people, but if I can get to one person and inspire them, start making music. And then that way they use their platform to bring more positive energy to this planet. I think I use my time very wisely. Exactly, man. Just time is so valuable. Just for a little bit. No, just for a little bit. Cause in the end, who's there? You. Who's gonna die lonely, unhappy for what? Because of circumstances you didn't fucking like. I mean, that's life, you know? Life is ass, but it doesn't have to be ass. You can turn it into something better by choice. Everything's a choice. It might be harder for other yeah. people because of mental illness, et cetera. I understand that. Because there's always that devil's advocate. Always in the back of my head. I always have the uh, double thinking going on. There's always a, I'm always for the positive side, but don't get me wrong. I always understand the negative side with, with, with anything. So it might be a lot harder for other people, yeah. but slavery, 400 years, that sounds like a choice. That fucking guy, dude. Shout out Kanye West. <laughs> yeah, the way he worded that was not... Was could have been a smidge bit. Could have, could have. No, no, that was, it went the worst that it possibly could have went. Yeah. It went... Dude, no, right no, when no, I saw... No, dude, no. dude, William, right when I saw that clip, I was like, oh, I hope he knows you just fucked up. Like, I hope he knows you just fucked up. Then I saw Twitter ranting about it for three days, then everyone went quiet. <laughs> Because you know the site. I know he wasn't. I'm sure he didn't mean that. Of course, he he tweeted. He tweeted about like the understand. Like (laughs) he tweeted about what he was trying to say. That like it's the whole mob mentality choice. And if someone has a part, like if someone has a part of power, you're in chains and shit. It's a lot harder to turn against some people. But if you think about it, if there are like 400 black motherfuckers and there's one white dude with a whip, if they all said, "Hey, let's get this motherfucker." But, you know, people don't understand that, like, in slavery, there was a lot of different dialects. There's a whole bunch of different languages in Africa, so a lot of them couldn't speak to each other. These people were, they were broken. They they were not educated. They don't know how to communicate with others. But I feel they like, don't know how to express that. I feel like what he said was necessary, because then you got to see more people try to, damn, he low-key a genius, because I feel like he's, he's doing this on purpose at the same time. Yeah, definitely. No, I feel like he's really trying to bring up a discussion because that way people like try to tell him like nah and they educated more people in that sense when he said some ignorant shit more people became open to different ideas and actually learned something that day so at the same time Kanye, he's a fucking genius oh shit yeah. what a guy no more Kanye West I'm not <laughs> I'm done talking about him what a dude the thing about like being conscious in America is that depending on where you live, there's such a different norm, like everywhere you go. Some people are really behind. And have you heard the the latest J. Cole album? Well, that shit was beautiful, yeah. I liked it a lot. I felt that it touched on a lot of important issues that we have today. And especially like with racism and how like capitalism is, is just making you turn into like a machine and all that. And I feel like it's all on the surface. I feel like a lot of us already know that, you know, this this place is corrupted. Uh, a lot of people already know that, but 
more people don't actually more people are sitting comfortably right, right. They're not even thinking about it not even blinking about it if you go to a Kanye or if you go to a J. Cole concert, if you go to an XXX Tentacion concert, most of the people you're going to see, they're going to be white people. They're going to be people who, like, I mean, I can't say that for, like, Bay Area events. This is really diverse. But if you, like, go on YouTube and you, like, search up shows in, like, Texas, look up shows in right. Colorado. Coachella. Stuff, it's, it's just, like, no, you guys, these 14-year-old white boys really do listening. To, to J. Cole and everything he says. And it's, I think it's important that he um, he kind of made it easy. He, he, he scratches the surface of uh, like conscious rap. I feel like people like Kendrick Lamar deeper into it, but unless you understand what's going on, you, you're not gonna, you're not gonna understand like why they, they say the things that they say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out to those artists, especially Kendrick Lamar, look, he's one of my biggest inspirations too. Aside from, of course, Tyler Creator and Pharrell, he's, he, um, yeah. damn, he's he's gonna live on in history forever. Kind of, not kind of, Kendrick Lamar, he, I feel like he's he's doing he's doing the things for the black community because the black community is so fucked up, William. It's hard it's hard to speak to other people about how fucked up the black community is because you know you're not black, but it's a the black community is fucked up. It's bad. It's really bad. Yeah. It might look like we're all unified in our music and this and that, but honestly, I think it's just a mirage, dude. Our community is so bad. Like a lot of the, a lot of us are supposed to be so unified and so well put together and supposed to look out for each other, but it's it's a it's a hard time for the blacks. <laughs> it's oh, definitely it's just like a chain of events that's like a lot of things like we don't control it like you know it's like that shit that shit sucks dude that shit bums me out i'm not gonna talk about that no more i'm gonna talk about fucking kittens or some shit i don't even like cats fuck i love cats Damn, cats are evil i'm a i'm a cat and a dog person like i'm on both dogs can be evil too damn there's nothing yeah. i want a fucking lizard did i tell you about that when i when i get rich I mansion. I'm gonna get a pet lizard. My very first pet's gonna be a lizard named Luis. I'm gonna name him Luis. Oh, there's, they're not that. Expensive. Yeah, dude, I know, but it's just like my mom let me get one on some. Dumb shit. <laughs> she let me get one on some dumb shit because I live in her house or some shit like that. I don't know, but I. Uh, <laughs> I get my first mansion. I'm gonna get a fucking Luis. And mark my words, dude. Mark my words. It's gonna be a sick ass lizard. He's gonna be able to do tricks and shit. You better let me like crash at your place, man. I love you. In fact, sure, why not? It's gonna be big. As- I'm not gonna have one, so it's gonna be cool living in yours. <laughs> my my house is gonna be so cool. I already have it. Like I already have an idea of what I want, dude. It's gonna be so tight. I want to make sure my family's paid off, or like uh, my mom at least. Make sure she has a house so she can leave me the fuck alone. Dead ass. <laughs> That woman is something else. Moms are crazy. I think I met her a few times. I think you have too, haven't you? Yeah, you met her like, like hey, twice. What's her name? Shayla. Shayla. I really don't remember. But, yeah. Oh, fuck. I shouldn't have said that. God damn it. Why? Because I like keeping my 
my family life private. So watch now that's been recorded. People are gonna go back in like five years when I'm blown up and be like, "Oh, so we found out that his mom's name is so and so." Like fuck. Oh yeah, they're gonna find where you live. That's just gonna. I'm not even gonna be living out here. My mom's not gonna be living out here anyway. By the time I leave, I'm gonna be somewhere else. But dude, here. that's gonna suck. Damn, I'm so sorry, mom. I don't. I really, I really like. There's gonna be a point in time where I'm gonna like take down pictures of me and my girlfriend. I'm gonna take down a whole bunch of shit that people can't find anymore. So like my my friends and family don't have to deal with like shit like that that's my biggest concern it's not even like my own personal like private life i don't i don't want them getting into like their lives because people are fucking idiots and fucked up i don't want that shit bro i really don't always smart i mean yeah that's That's my main concern i'm deleting my facebook account this year too What's on your Facebook? It's like a whole bunch of family and shit. I don't want people like getting connected through my family members. I don't yeah. want people to like, I don't, I really don't, dude. It's going to be weird because I know for a fact I'm doing what I'm doing and I do it fairly well. And there's going to be a point to where I level up and I reach a peak to where my shit is solid enough to be classified as a whatever celebrity, whatever the fuck they call people with a large following and I just know for a fact something's gonna go wrong it's gonna bite me in the ass and people are gonna get, like take that on family members and like girlfriend family like friends and shit I'm not with that so at some point I'm gonna start taking down a whole bunch of photos and shit cause I don't want people snooping around cause niggas are <laughs> niggas are real like snoopy I don't like that shit well yeah every, you, everything's on social media yeah. Who knows where you are? Like all the time. Right. <clears throat> Do I have a problem with it? Mm. Google know where I am. Nah, because I get to use maps to get to a certain destination, so I'm not really tripping. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, we kind of got off topic. Yeah, here. I don't know anymore. What the fuck was I going to ask? Um... Do you have one of your biggest regrets? What are my biggest yeah. regrets? You don't have to say if you don't want to. Let me think. Um, I really don't know. I really don't have many. <laughs> um. Well, yeah, I guess one of my biggest regrets is driving faster than I should. Driving? Because I got in a car, I got in a car crash. This what? Week. Yeah. It was raining one day and it was first week of school. Didn't want to be late. And um, the, uh, there's a truck in the right lane and they kind of sped by me and splashed water all over my windshield. I didn't see anything. So I was just braking and then I, I run over this... Uh, big as puddle and a hydroplane spun out I was on a freeway close to Santana Row actually and then I smashed into the middle divider totally oh car. shit I could have died that day yeah oh shit I came out of the car I had to I like I had to like crawl out of my car and it was like smoking and stuff and what when the fuck what 
This was like in February. Yo, this was February of this year. Yeah. What? Yo, I'm sorry that happened. You could have lost your life. I could have. Now I know better. You could have lost your fucking lost life, life, William. Jesus. Could have lost my life a lot of Damn. ways. That would be real fucking. I like skydiving. Dude, I, I'm always doing stuff that is like on the shit. brink of death. You over here living like Larry, you crazy bastard. My friend, he's a photographer. Um, he goes like rooftoping and stuff, and he he got in trouble because he was riding Caltrain. He was like on top of the train. What the what the, the fuck? Yeah, yeah, he, he got a lawsuit. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. You guys out here living like Larry. Shout out, Larry. <laughs> Damn, dude. Wow. Well, it's a good thing you're alive and shit. Thanks, man. I mean, obviously, I'm you're fucking here because we're talking, but that's great, dude. That shit's precious. Thanks, man. Fuck, I can't imagine. You don't have your license yet. Fuck, right? no. I can't even drive with this broken wrist, dude. Oh, yeah, man. I'm gonna have to wait till like maybe mid June. They the doctor said I'm gonna have to shit on until mid June, but I mean they put a metal plate of screw inside my wrist, so I don't know how long it's actually gonna take. They have me taking Percocet and ibuprofen and shit. This shit is not fun. Oh. Yeah, you can start rapping about them. I can actually talk about <laughs> my experience with drugs because I don't do anything. So for when I was off of Percocet for like the first couple times I I really start to see why people glorify it and it's not tight because on all in all honesty like the abuse of drugs that's it crazy that's it's insane but you know what's crazy future doesn't even he never even had a drug problem. right yeah he just raps about it I don't I don't fuck with Migos by the way me either you like Migos I don't like Migos I don't know why people play them so much like, uh, they just hop on any pop track I don't like. I I like them back in their Versace days. I like the Bad and Bougie, uh, but all their songs. I'm not a fan of them. Yeah, I'm not a fan of them. That's okay. People like them. They're they're black men getting paid. Whatever. I don't really care. Uh, um, yeah. But I was off of um, because it's supposed to make you sleepy. Because I need to sleep and it numbs the pain for this damn risk. Because man. William, I've never experienced a pain like this before in my life. This shit hurts so bad. It hurts right now, now that we're talking. But it, it helps me go to sleep. And one day my, my mom invited my friend Justin to come over because I was in my house for like a week and she was like, you need like some type of company while you're in here. Invite your friend over. I was like, okay. So he came over, but it was like maybe 40 minutes after I took a pill and I heard him at the door, but my mom was in the shower. So I got up. And it felt so hard to walk. It was so bad. Like, it's not fun. People glorify this shit. And I was, like, opening the door. He's like, what's up, dude? How you feeling? I'm like, sorry, dude. I just took a Percocet to go to sleep. I forgot that you were coming out, like, round three. And he's like, okay. <laughs> All right, we well, can play video games. And it's so hard to move everything. And I turned on the PlayStation. I sat back on the couch. I was like, dude, I'm so lightheaded. This shit sucks. Like, it makes you woozy. I can't feel anything. Like, I'll touch myself. And it's like, people like this shit? Damn, that's crazy. I mean, to each his own, yeah. but holy shit, dude. Why would you want to feel like this? You're not in control of anything. 
whatever you're numbing, dude, I I really hope you you fix that problem because this shit is not fun. I have to do this shit because I'm in pain, like actual physical pain. This shit is not fun, William. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, this shit's not. Fun. I would imagine so. Like I have to do exercise and shit for my wrist now because of um the stiffness. I have to like take my my uh, my brace off. I have to try to put my hand to a fist. I have to bend it certain ways, and it's just not the same. It hurts so bad. That's why, like, I haven't gotten back to you on like when I can perform for um, No Chill Three is because I have to. First off, I have to heal up a little more before I can start wilding out and performing and shit like that again. Voice <clears throat> crack. I re- like it's a, it's not a good time for me right now. There's a lot of shit going on that I'm not talking about, but it's really hard. <laughs> I'm gonna just say that. I never want to talk. Uh, I'm like always here. Oh yeah, no, it's not like emotional trauma or some shit. Like I'm gonna cry myself to sleep. It's just motherfuckers have been like getting on my helmet about dumb shit. They're making it a lot more complicated than it needs to be. I'm gonna, I can't fucking use my wrist. It's my right hand, so that's my music making hand. That's my drawing hand, my idea writing hand, my jerk hand. hand. Yeah, that's my beat meat yeah. hand, bro. It's bad. Oh. But people want to give me shade. People are trying to give me a hard time, and I'm just trying to graduate, dog. <coughs> Let's get out of there. I mean, that's all you have to worry about now. <clears throat> yeah, that was two hours, right? I think so. Yeah, because the last one was like in like was like an hour and 20 minutes and then we just added on another 30 so it's almost coming around two hours yeah we should definitely do maybe another one in the future no dead ass yeah it should be after it should be after ncs3 yeah um i'm not really too good at talking i feel like this year took a toll on me and i'm just like you just kind of over it yeah when I when I say something, it doesn't match up to what I'm thinking. It sucks because <laughs> like I have complicated thoughts. No, but I understood everything you talked about today. That's good. I don't know if other people will, but I understand everything you said today. Literally everything. I can get. I get where you're coming from because I've had the same exact thoughts. Yeah. I think that's just the life of an artist, though. Yeah. Damn, I, can't, I can't wait to <laughs> I can't wait to interview other people. I don't even know what I'm doing with these to be honest with you, William. This shit was like just a cool idea. It's like, damn, what if I had a podcast and I actually interviewed people in depth on shit about like their views on world and music and shit and then just uploaded it and said fuck it. And then I turned that into a thing. It's like shit. Now what do I do? I think every season is gonna be like five episodes. So this is gonna conclude like season one i guess of the first night podcast and then i'm gonna make another like another podcast cover and have other people on it that'll be great one day you're gonna look back on these podcasts like maybe when you're 30 or something like oh, what was i doing when i was uh 17 19 dude i'm gonna fucking shoot oh, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna hate myself when i'm 30 i'm gonna oh, look yeah, back on myself like... and when i'm just gonna want to beat my own ass but hey, that's only gonna happen if there's growth, right? If you look back at yourself and say, "Hey, I'm the same person," then did you really learn anything? That's fact. There's been a lot of growth. I mean, generally, I feel like the last four years I haven't changed drastically. 
I've I've learned to look at the world in a different perspective. Yeah, I've grown a lot, but generally, I think I'm still the same goofy ass black kid. I don't think that's ever gonna change in me. But who knows? You never know. Maybe you'll be Asian one day. Maybe in five years, I'll be fucking doing blow off of Kim K's asshole. Who knows? Who fucking knows, dude? This life is crazy. Honestly. (sighs) Honestly. Yeah, I never thought I'd be giving uh, a speech at City Hall. Yeah, dude, that's fucking wild. How was that? Before we go, I want to know how... (laughs) I bombed it. No. It was um, really awkward. The audio didn't play for the video I wanted to show. So I chose a more amazing video. And it was just awkward. Um, I was just like saying, hey, follow your dreams and stuff. You know, don't give a fuck about school. I mean, I didn't say that. Like, school is definitely a viable route. But sometimes there's things outside of school that can teach you. And then the speaker that came on right after me, she was like, stay in school. That's the only way you're going to be able to get a viable career out of this. And it's the only way for you to reach out to possible opportunity. And I was like, oh, damn. I'm going to shadow with my entire thing. But it's whatever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was just cool being there and being able to, to say I did that. I, I don't even like what I said. I was just... I'm not a very good, like, public speaker it's like horrible i'm super casual with it i'm just like catch me at the next no chill summer be like uh hey this is an art show enjoy yourself i'm out no that's yeah i'm very casual too i don't like being formal formal is just ugly if i can get the point across to the youth because the youth hates like formal shit i hate formal shit i want someone to be like what's up punk motherfuckers Welcome to the presidential <laughs> election of 2020 or some shit. That's fire. Then again, I'm like 17, 18. So, of course, I'm going to have this mentality. Who fucking knows, dude? I don't know anymore. I just want to beat my dick and have some Pop-Tarts, honestly. So, we Pop-Tarts? Dude, Pop-Tarts are fire. So much sugar, man. Well, actually, I shouldn't be saying anything. I ate like a whole bag of candy today. Dude, there's a lot of sugar. I need, to, I need to take better care of myself, too, though. That's a big fact. Yeah. That's a big fact. I gotta stop eating all this unhealthy shit, but it's so good for you. Learn to cook. <laughs> I took cooking junior year. That shit was fire. Oh, shit. That shit was dope. Yeah. How was the classes? Huh? How were the classes? I was interested in taking them, but I never got into it. Dude, it's, it actually wasn't that bad. I mean, they got rid of the cooking class this year because the teacher retired and we had a sub and she didn't do shit. I didn't take the class this year, but I heard she was asked. So mm-hmm. that sucks. But it was it was tight. I learned like how to make like a is an amazing skill. It's something that humans have been doing since the beginning of time. Right. But now we just now we have like gourmet food. We have all these access to different ingredients from all over the world and we put them together in this plate in this bowl or whatever and they have like different consistencies and textures it's literally an art form you know like imagine eating a creme brulee dude we're so spoiled and you're a caveman like that doesn't you can only have yeah we're, like, we're spoiled as fuck am i even mad i'm not yeah, even putting shit into our bodies <laughs> I, I don't do fast food 
food too fast food anymore. <coughs> In and out though. In and out doesn't count. In and out is not a fast food restaurant. I'm telling you right now, from being personally working there, what you're getting is fresh shit. I'm telling you. And that's not even because I work there like that ass. Like whatever you're getting there is actually like it's better than anything else you can find at a Definitely. quote unquote fast food restaurant. Definitely. Just because I personally know the process behind it. Like I've made the fries, I've seen what they do with the meat, I've seen like everything, you're good. If you if you're worried about anything like sanitation and everything, they're on that shit so tough, you are good. And you know, it's the place to be. I'm just tired of eating there, dude. Fuck. Oh yeah, I bet. I'm so tired of eating. There. Been there like a year, huh? I've been there for almost a year and a half. Um, Started working there when I was 16. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, yeah, I was 16. That was the same. Yeah. I started working. Yeah, I started working at McDonald's when I was 16. Yeah, I worked there when I was 16. But I'm not. I'm not trying to stay there for too long though. Like I think I'm trying to work at a record store in the next few months, but my arm's fucked up. I have to go on disability for in and out because I need money to, like, live and help support and shit like that. Good for you. I mean, not good for you that you're disabled. No, 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 but yeah. But I'm doing, I'm doing adult shit, so. Yeah, whatever. It's whatever. Fuck, I need money. But I really am trying to work at a record store. And if you have any connections to somebody who is hiring at a record store, send them my way because dude i'm really trying to be surrounded by music that's all i want to do at this point i only know like one record store in san jose is it street and it's the one that what? is it streetlight records yeah damn that's the one i'm thinking about applying to too yeah cool what else would i could <coughs> you ever work like at a radio station depends on what i'd be doing what i'd be like i don't know I don't know. Possibly. Record store. I get kind of boring there, but at least you're around music lovers. Mm, boring at a record store. I'd probably take that over, like, being in a fucking rush. Oh, yeah. Just because I've been living and working at this place for so long, I'd rather be where no one's coming in, constantly asking dumbass questions. I'd rather be, like, talking to creatives and talking to music lovers all day. I, that will never get old. I love having conversations about chord changes, progression, bridges, pockets. I could do that all day. You'll definitely find that there. Yeah. See, that thing was when I got this job at In N Out, it was because it was closer to my house. I eat there all the time. The people seem really cool. And I was like, great pay too. Fuck, I should just I should apply here. But then, you know, as you get older, you start realizing, well, where do I find happiness? And does this benefit me into the future? The money is good, but am I enjoying myself? And is it, you know, worth it? Those are the questions I started having as I became, like, 17 and a half, almost 18. It's like, nah, I got to find something else again. This is- yeah, there's a statistic that said that uh, people who stay at a job for more than two years, generally over a lifetime, they make 15%. 50 percent less than people who move out you think yeah it's a real statistic you know i've um i went to great mall last year i worked at great mall last year and i started adidas there was a guy there this big black guy and he's been there for like over two years and you can tell he hates it like he's this face 
is literally anyone in the store you can look at him you can see oh that's a sad person he's a broken man he's just there and i'm just like now i want to get the fuck out of here right. like there's nothing good about this job nothing that's not- every manager at great mall every actually every manager at every retail store wants to that, kill themselves yeah it's a big fat i've seen they spent like hella years there trying to move up trying to move up and they finally get that promotion to like manager or city manager or whatever and then they make more money but then they're spending their entire days there they're spending their free time there i'm like no nah, that's that's not gonna that's be. not for me if 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 that was what you actually wanted to do and you enjoy it different but i'm pretty sure they don't fucking enjoy it so oh, yeah, yeah you can miss me Wait, I'm gonna, i should probably let you sleep soon huh yeah i gotta wake up in like five hours yeah let me know if you want to um, collaborate or anything. For surely. That's a big fact. I'm always down. I just need to get my shit together. Let me, let me, everyone keeps fucking inviting me to do all this crazy shit. And I got three weeks of school left. Let me just graduate first. And like, Dude. then we're set. Then we can do, because Pharrell Williams said, after high school, that's when life starts. So I got three more weeks. And then we can do all the shit we ever want to do because then I won't be constrained to my house and you're only 17, Jaden. and bullshit, Jaden. But- you better be excited, man. All the decisions, all the mistakes you're ever going to make are going to be yours. All the successes that I'm you fine. Have. I'm not going to be a dumb... I'm not a dumb kid. I'm not stupid. We'll be straight. I don't think you are. We'll be straight. Yeah. All right. Well, <clears throat> sorry. I have to do my outro. <clears throat> this is Jaden Gear. Night podcast episode five with William. William the Wind. <laughs> you can shout out your socials. Go ahead. It's uh, at Will Y U M N. Will Yum N. Yeah. On what? On Twitter and Instagram. If you want to follow my uh, personal Instagram, I just made it. It's a kill underscore Will two underscores. What about um? What about your website? Are you still gonna update your website or no? Uh, my website is William.com. W i l l y u m n. I don't know if I'm gonna continue it because I don't have money right now. Shit, but, yeah. Um, we'll see. You know, when it's time for me to develop a professional portfolio, then I will uh revisit that. Mm. Yeah. All right. You All right. It was great being here. I'm going to go eat my meat, go to sleep. Dude, that's the same thing I was thinking. You and me are on the same wavelength right now. We are on the same wavelength. We should just make this a video call next time and just do that. Honestly, dead ass, we should. Dead ass. All right. Good night, man. Night. (laughs) Night podcast. JG. Out.